0: We call the show Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, used to hang my hat in the broadcasting industry. Ron and I got together a little while ago and decided to do a little show on financial literacy. One of the most fundamental parts of a good financial plan, Ron, is having the ability to save. And that's a broad term. It's not just having a savings account at the bank. It's it's doing a lot of other things. So how do we want to approach this?
1: Well, I think that you want to first look at just where the average Canadian is. From the last numbers that I've seen, there's 32% of Canadians that have absolutely no savings whatsoever toward retirement. And, you know, maybe these numbers are a little bit alarmist, but the surveys they do asking people if they had a $400 expense, I think, was the last survey I saw. They asked them if they had enough financial resources in the bank to make it. And roughly half said uh, they wouldn't know how they could cover uh, an unexpected $400 expense because they don't have the money set aside to be able to do so. so. Boy,
0: that's a scary statistic, isn't it? A
1: very scary statistic. So, you know, savings isn't that hard to do.
0: Now, before you go any further on, is this, when you talk about 32% of Canadians not having any savings at all, does that include pensions, like like a company pension of some kind? Not everybody has one. I understand that. We're going to get into that.
1: Yeah, there's 44% of Canadians that, uh, that have some sort of pension plan or, or retirement scheme at the place that they're employed, where they, the company either contributes to, or they have the option to have part of their their paycheck every month. To contribute to that but that leaves 56% who have nothing other than if they've worked they're eligible for Canada Pension Plan and you know if you have no income certainly you can get
0: um, a guaranteed income supplement and things of that nature from the government yeah
1: exactly there's other there's other programs that you become eligible for but you know
0: they don't it, make you rich they keep you they, make, they basically let you exist and that's about it
1: Yeah, I mean it if uh, you look at old age security and Canada pension plan, that's enough for, for one person to basically be just a little bit above the poverty line. You know, you're not going to take a lot of vacations. You're not going to have a membership at a golf club. You're not going to be eating out. You're not going to be doing a lot of things. You're not going to have money for hobbies and things like that. So, you know, you can certainly get by if you just work and uh, then use the benefits that you've accrued all the way along, plus the supplement, old well, age security and the supplement, so on, to live. But, you know, most people have higher aspirations than that, and that's what we're trying to deal with today. I mean, you can continue to work. 1980s, you had 10% of retirees working. Now you have 20% of retirees working, and frankly, I think that number is going to go even higher after the dust settles on COVID-19. People are just finding that they have never saved enough money, so they're not going to be able to retire. And, you know, for people that like to work, that's that's fine. But there's many people out there, for one reason or another, health or, or other issues, maybe they have to look after ailing family members, where work gets really, really tough after 65. And so it's nice if it's an option for you. It's not something that you do because financially, uh, you've been painted into a corner.
0: So I guess the the way to approach this best, Ron, is is do you have to have a real strategy? Do you do you have to show discipline? I think we know the answer to that is yes. But what's the best way to get started?
1: Well, there's two things that you have to do if you're going to set up a legitimate savings plan, and the first one is pay yourself first. And You know, Warren Buffett, who is one of the most quoted financial gurus, probably said it best when he said, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. So unless you pay yourself first, there is never any money left over at the end of the month. Never. I'm sure you know hundreds of people gored, because the one thing about that I know is that people in the entertainment industry in radio, television, people that are actors, they tend to be pretty free spenders. And, you know, I've done radio for three decades and, and, uh,
0: nobody, You've met a lot of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've met a lot of us. You've met a lot of us. And you know that, you know, there's just a lot of people aren't saving money. I mean, they, they look at, As soon as they get their paycheck, the first thing they do is they plan out what they can do with that money to have a good time for the rest of the month or what vacation they're going to take. And the only way you're ever going to save money is if you put yourself first. In other words, not taking money out at the end of the month to save because there is no money. But at the beginning of the month, if you can set money aside very, very shortly after you start doing that, the first couple of months are probably going to be a, a struggle. But if you're setting even a nominal amount of maybe 1% or 2 or 3% of your paycheck aside every month, it'll add up. Oh, it's amazing how quickly it adds up. Yeah. And the other thing is after a couple of months, you're going to forget or get used to your new current level of living, and you're, it, you're not even going to notice it. I mean, obviously, you're gonna, everybody's going to have to make some adjustments. But if you set the money aside at the beginning of the month, after a while, you're not even going to notice you're doing it. But, you know, you're going to be positively reinforced by looking at your statements every month and seeing that every month there's more and more money building up for retirement.
0: You had a quote here in the note that you sent me. Dave Ramsey said you must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you. Boy, that's a real good statement.
1: I mean, You have to think about retirement. Do you want to go into retirement with no options, that you have to work, that you have to do so many things in order just to keep your head above financial water? Or do you want to have the ability maybe to travel, maybe to to spend more time with your grandkids, maybe to have the resources. If, if you're in a marital relationship and one of the partners ends up um, with health issues, that you've got some extra cash, that you can afford the supplemental uh, medical expenses that you're going to have, just those kind of things make life so much better and so much richer when you retire. And historically, you look at people that are, between the ages of about 60 and 75. And those typically, on all the happiness studies they've done, are typically the happiest years of people's life because they have some financial freedom. Now, obviously, people that haven't been saving any money don't have that freedom. They've got their nose to the grind, and they just have pressures every month making ends meet. But if you start early and you let compounding work for you, and you save first, it's the first priority for your money is savings. You'll end up having a nice little nest egg when it comes time to retire.
0: So as you point out here that automatic savings doesn't take a whole lot of strategy. It really only takes two decisions.
1: You know, your two decisions that you, that you have to make is, first of all, you have to decide that, or the first decision that you're going to have to make is you have to enroll in a program that takes money or sets money aside every month. And we're going to get into how to do that in the second part of our show. But that's the first decision that you're going to have to make, is to actually mechanically set something up at your bank so that every month money is taken out of that account and invested in something. And it could be an RRSP could be a tax-free savings account. It could be putting money aside in a liquid account uh, to set up a rainy day fund. It could be maybe you've got together with members of your family pooling your resources to buy a piece of property or a rental home. It could be any of these things. But making that decision is the first thing that you do. And once you've made that decision, mechanically, then the money comes out. Once a month, at the beginning of the month, you don't see it, you don't think about it. And that's the key to savings because your universe, after that money's come out, that's what you have to spend for the rest of the month. And if that money is not there, it's, not, it's out of sight, out of mind. And if you're not thinking about that money, you're not thinking about how to spend that kind of money.
0: You also included a great Charles Dickens quote, annual income 20 pounds, Annual expenditure 19.6, result happiness. Annual income 20 pounds. Annual expenditure 20 pounds, ought and six, result misery. You spend more than you make, right?
1: Yeah. Once an auto savings uh, plan is in place, you see an increase in your asset base every month. And with it comes the feeling that you're seizing an opportunity, moving your finances in a positive direction and progressively securing your future. Financial stress is horrible. You know, just like Charles Dickens in uh, 18th century Britain, a lot of the factory towns. Financial stress can cause personal anxiety. It can cause depression. And I went online just to check what are the major factors that cause marital breakdown. And in all the surveys they did, Gord, financial distress was number one by a mile. And of course, if you have stress in your marital relationship, that trickles down to your, your family, it trickles into your workspace. It just affects your quality of life. And so by getting your financial act together, it does so many things, improves your happiness, improves your health, improves your relationships, and takes the stress out of every month having to sit down and figure out how are you going to balance expenses that are far higher than the income that's coming in.
0: You know, I can think back to my grandfather, who was a hardworking man, worked in a lumber yard. He he lived with us when I was young, you know, lived in the house with us. It was the family home. And every once in a while, he'd slip me a quarter when I was a youngster. And he used to call it a shilling, right, because he was Irish. And he always used to say to me, now here's a shilling, but you take a few pence of that and save it. And he instilled that in me at a young age, and I've done that my whole life. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think it's a mystery as to how you learn how to save. You just have to discipline yourself.
1: To make that discipline easy, it, like I say, it's a two-step. You pay yourself first, and then, then secondly, you uh, set up a program. It actually happens. It enables that plan to be carried out. So if you do those two things... And all it amounts to is figuring out what's a reasonable amount. You can always increase it later. Uh, You don't want to start making a savings plan way too high, and then the financial pain is greater than the gain that you're getting.
0: Yeah, you don't want to back yourself into a corner to do this. Yeah,
1: so it's hard. You want to make it easy. So start with an amount that you can comfortably afford, and then after you've done it for a while and you've seen your savings grow, and maybe you get a raise, or you've got a part-time gig on the side that you're doing, or maybe, maybe your uh, family member is your kids out of school, so you got more money to save. And so you know, there's 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 things along the way that allow you to increase this. Start out with an amount that you're going to be successful with, and stick to it, and then add to it in incremental amounts along the way, and that's how you do it. It's not that hard if you take the money out at the beginning of the month. The only discipline you need in this whole process is getting down to the bank, and setting up a program where the money comes out. Once you've done that, you can sit back, decide what investments you're going to put it on or put the money in, and then just sit back, let cruise control slowly build your wealth.
0: Okay, so we're going to take we're going to take this in two parts. We we've, we've laid out the foundation here about how important savings saving is, how how easy it can be if you use a little bit of discipline and logic to employ a scheme. So there's several ways to go about doing that. That's what we want to do in the second show. And there's a lot of ways that that you can sort of accomplish this goal, right, Ron?
1: We have a total of 9 different ways that you can do what I've affectionately called forced savings, where you're not having to use discipline at the end of the month to decide where to put your money. These are obligations that you have to meet every month. And, for example, a mortgage, and I'm not going to get into any of these because we're going to be covering them next week, but, frankly, a mortgage, that's an obligation. It's a forced saving. And where you're forced to save or you're obligated to save, you will save. If you have uh, no obligations whatsoever to meet, you won't save. So we call this forced savings, and we're going to talk about nine ways that you can get involved in forced savings plans that will help you to reach your savings and retirement goals.
0: Okay, so that's where we're going down the road on the next episode of Making Money. It's all about saving, trying to set yourself up for the future. And we understand it can be difficult. Uh, You know, not everybody has a lot of disposable cash. But if you set up a strategy, even if it's a small amount, over time it can compound and can put you on pretty solid financial footing. We're back next week with Ron Hebert, the financial coach, with another edition of Making Money. I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll join you then.